0: It's time to talk sports, it's time for the show When you hear this song on the radio It's time to tune in, better act fast Let me get that potograph Potograph, Sports Talk Radio Starting now what's up everybody and welcome to episode 190 of let me get that potograph. my name of course is the dh and joining me my awesome co-host mr scott Rapaport. what's up dude dude i'm just
1: uh riding the domingo germain train uh, <laughs> perfect tonight Through a perfect game last night and you know, cards are popping, and I'm sitting on a boatload of 2017 update and Chrome update, which was one of the final years that it was not mass produced, yeah. in, like huge quantities. Um, so I was going. And through. when you
0: were up opening the most? <laughs> uh, well, no, that wasn't even the most. 2019 is when I was really yeah, opening probably. The most. Um, yeah, I've been riding the Gavin Williams train, man. Uh, my ECU alum getting there called you go. Up by the Guardians through a one hitter and a second. Uh, second big league start so not bad not bad some attention
1: i know well i mean how long do you think this domingo germain is gonna last yeah, it's probably gonna days. be like, it's, it's probably gonna be like a week yeah and you know they're gonna roll now i think i have a gold paper uh from update i just don't know where it is
0: uh, you better find yeah. it and get that well thing up soon.
1: The, yeah because the problem is that's not one that i pulled aside you know yeah. at the time and it's like oh crap the way i see it is i got like 12 hours to find it yep about Uh, yeah and if i don't find it by then i'm like
0: i'm not even gonna bother looking yeah i don't blame you i don't blame you on that one but uh welcome everybody to the show we've got a jam jam jam-packed show for you today a lot of interesting stuff going on in the hobby but before we dive into it man uh, i want to talk about something that really pissed me like got on my nerves yesterday during a baseball game so
1: true you're supposed to open that up with saying i want to talk about something that really grinds my gears yeah
0: yeah, here's something that grinds my gears. All right, so I took Jude to a Hickory Crawdads game yesterday, and this ties into a lot of how athletes relate with collectors and people in the hobby. And it was a really odd situation. We were there getting autographs, tons of people signing, everything like that. I got my picture taken with a couple people. Some, everybody was acting really cool. Then Maximo Acosta comes strolling around the corner. <laughs> the only person on Hickory outside outside of Kumar Rocker who's injured down there that really is, you know, he, he's got the potential. I mean, he's been up in the bigs before and has the potential to be there again. So obviously someone that a lot of people want his autograph of. Well, there's maybe five of us there, right? All autograph hounds and then me and my son with a baseball. He walks Just over. One. There's one. Yeah, one One baseball. baseball. Okay, cool. One baseball. One baseball. That's it. I didn't ask for anything myself. No. So he signs probably the four, you know, autograph hounds who have binders and, you know, big eight by tens. Signs about, you know, about 15 or 20 for all of them. Signs tons of stuff for them. Walks straight up to Jude. And, you know, Jude puts his ball out, says, can I get your autograph? She says, yeah, 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 let me uh, let me go set my gear back down and I'll be right back. Runs over, sets his gear down, walks back out to warm up, turns oh. and waves to my son. Oh, God. Yeah. Like, dude, first of all, I'm just going to say it right here. I know you're not listening, Maximo, but fuck you. But like just if you're going to be a pro athlete, man, you get I don't know. It it really, really rubbed me the wrong way. So here's my thoughts on this. And a lot of guys
1: do it the right way. The other guys that were the autograph hounds, were they adults?
0: Uh, Yes. One was a teenager. All of the others were adults.
1: All right. So here's here's what I've seen with a lot of athletes, Um, the good ones and what they do. Yeah. They will go to the youngest looking kid first, Mm -hmm. sign his thing. So he should have gone straight to Jude. Yeah. Signed his ball. Yeah. And then moved on to the teenager. And then the adults mm-hmm. are just going up. And if there's time, you know, you just you know the sign adults are the, the ones. guys that
0: have eight hundred things. Yeah. yeah,
1: exactly. That's that's the thing. You sign one thing for each, and if there's time, you can go back through the line or whatever and, and sign it again. Um, that's what the good guys do, right? That's what you see. You know, Mike Trout.
0: Yeah, that's what yeah. he
1: does. That's yeah. um, you know, you had a couple of the couple other guys that you had met. You know yesterday and gotten pictures with it. I saw some cool stuff, including one of of my boys, one of my boys from right here in Chicago. He, you know, those guys, they'll start with the kids. Exactly. And that's, that's the way to do it. Yeah.
0: The, the walking back out and waving thing, kind of like rubbing it in an eight year old's face was really like, I don't know. It it just got me. And, And as an athlete, I think, you know, obviously autograph signings, annoying and all that, blah, blah, blah. But, you're an athlete that comes with the territory. And if you're going to sign some people, take a second to sign a kid's ball, but don't rub yeah. it in his face or tell him you're going to do something. Cause he's sitting there all excited. You know, it's the big guy on the roster yeah. and then he trolls him. Like, What's my, he even son was le- my son was legitimately like hurt by that.
1: I mean, he might as well have just gone out there instead of waving, and just grab his crotch. Right. Know, Adam, that's basically the same thing, but here's the, here's like, what is he doing on a high a team?
0: It, that yeah exactly maybe that's why it's so bitter i'd
1: i be bitter too yeah. if i you know if i made yeah. the show and then all of a sudden i've fallen so far down to high a and it's not yeah. and it's not a rehab assignment
0: and was not one of the better players in a 6-2 win
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know like i understand look i understand some of the some of the guys they get sent down to like high a for a rehab assignment due to like where the team is at the time, what the game schedule is, you know, things like that.
0: That's not the case.
1: That's not the case. So, and I don't, I don't, you know, I don't hit those guys about, oh, man, you're all the way down in high A now, ha, ha. No, you're down there on a rehab assignment. You're going to, you know, play a couple of games and then you're going straight back to the big leagues. Yeah. Obviously not the case here.
0: No, well, this dude's is just like his game. It's a piece of shit in my eyes. But anyway, just a little story I wanted to share yesterday and a big FU to Maximo, because uh, just the wrong way to conduct yourself as a pro. And, and speaking what,
1: of, I'm going to tell you, though, Drew, speaking of big FUs. Yes. There's one guy out there who's got a giant FU to Panini. Who's that? That is the guy that originally paid a ridiculous amount of money for the yes. 2018 National Treasures Horizontal Shield Auto of Lamar Jackson.
0: Oh my god. The one of 1. Yes, the one of 1.
1: Oh sorry, let me rephrase that. The one of 2.
0: Yeah, well yeah. Um
1: yeah. now it's a one of 2. Yes.
0: Absolutely so. insane guys if you've not heard um like like Scott just said this card was sold. It, it's already been graded uh, BGS 8.5, I believe, and sold on the PWCC marketplace. Yet this week, pull bangers pulled it out of a box. <laughs> pulled another one out of a box. So, All right.
1: So I don't even know. Here's my thought I took a look at the pictures of both cards. Yeah. And you can tell that they are two completely different cards.
0: Oh, absolutely.
1: There's no there's no question you look at the alignment no. on the shield. Of the shield
0: autograph. Yeah.
1: After. It's all they are they are two separate cards. Yep. So what I think happened, and I'm gonna give I'll give at this point, I'm gonna give Panini the benefit of the doubt on it. What I think happened, sure. we all know that Panini makes duplicate cards of a lot of those high-value cards in the case that one yep. gets damaged and they, you know, they can they can then apply the one-of-one stamp to it and replace the card that's there. And if, for some reason, they do not have to replace that card, usually that gets a white box one-of-one sticker or a black box one-of-one sticker, and it goes in the black box or a white box. Fine. No issues with that. Somewhere along the line, though, the second backup copy must have gotten the real one-of-one stamp and Mm. made its way into the product because I don't think... You know, my initial thought was, holy crap, somebody cracked this out, put it into a resealed box right, or whatever. Yeah. And, you know, but it's not. It's two completely separate cards. And you yeah. can tell by looking at, you know, if you compare the two images, they're two completely separate cards. Mm-hmm. But the question is, why would anybody crack an 8.5? Uh, look, 8.5 on a National
0: Treasures card, especially from 2018 is yes that is it actually had some strong subgrades too yes and and once again that's why it's created by bgs as well
1: (laughs) those thicker cards getting an eight five on it i'd be i'd be happy as hell
0: yes Uh, it's 100
1: it's rare to get that nine five from you know from bgs on the on the thicker stuff especially Mm -hmm. hand-packed that's why it's
0: such a premium especially on nt
1: yeah but my question is how did this happen
0: Um, Well, especially in a – this is very important for listeners that maybe don't understand the uh, box-out process of cards. This is one one of only a couple of products that's also hand-collated. Right. This isn't a collating machine. This isn't where something was dumped twice accidentally. These are hand-packed boxes here. We're not talking about the regular standard machine type of stuff. This is human – this is actual human beings watching over this being done, and it still happens. Yeah,
1: and I'm trying to figure out how they let that happen. because With such a big card. It was, it's not yeah. like
0: Lamar Jackson in 2018 was a nobody. You knew when, when you had your one-of-one one NT Shields that you yep. were hand-packing into boxes, this is one of the ones that was... Top of your list. Yeah, I mean, let's be honest.
1: It's not like a. It's not like it would have been in 2017 with Patrick Mahomes, right? Where you know he didn't play the entire season, so you didn't know. You know, yeah, he was a first round pick, but it's still one of those. Yeah, you didn't know. Yeah, you didn't know because he didn't play. Yeah. So okay, that's fine. You know that uh, whatever, nobody's paying attention to it. But in this case, Lamar Jackson was one of the biggest names in the freaking product for the entire season. Yes. And, and this is
0: one of his biggest rookies, period.
1: Yeah. There's this, this one right here. And this one and flawless. Yeah. You know, those are the two big ones. Right. So I, I, I it boggles the mind. And this, look, this isn't a recent mistake. This isn't something that, you know, oh, we'll do to, you know, not hiring good people or not having good staff right. or anything like that. We're talking about this is something that happened in 2018. Yep. It's pre-pandemic.
0: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: staffing levels were fine. Everything, yes. you know, production was fine. There were no delays. There were no hurries to get out product or anything like no. that.
0: They so, were. Thri- this is when they were in the middle of really their, the beginning of their most thriving period before it got out of control.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> so my question is,
1: due to the fact that the guy, you know, who bought the BGS-85 paid a ridiculous amount of money for it, and now there is a second copy out there, yes what is Panini going to do to make it right with the guy who had the original one-of-one? And obviously we, you know, you can always, we will always know which one was the original. Of course. But the reality is this box that just got opened could very easily have been opened in 2018. And this could have been the first one. Right. Yeah. You know, it's all chance. Yep. You know, it's, it's just luck as to who opens what and when, and, where it goes and we don't know the, you know, we don't know the history of the case that it came out of and, you know, where it was sitting for, you know, for five years, but it just, with a card like that, especially the one of ones. Yes. I could see it, you know, Hey, there's a duplicate of, you know, one of the ones out of 49 or whatever, yeah, where it's not going yeah, watched watch yeah. as much, but this is the, this is, was probably the biggest card out of that entire product that year? Because I don't I don't remember any rookies bigger than Lamar Jackson in 2018.
0: At the time, I really don't think so. I mean, he, he was being compared to, I mean, really what he is, Cam Newton, but a whole lot better, you know? And, yeah. like, he had all the hype in the world. That's why I'm saying this <laughs> card, you would think of all the stuff in the hand collating area, this is the one that's being paid most attention to. If
1: Well, not, but if, I also want to know how the backup copy – even got into the stamping machine because that's right. That should, they should yeah. have waited yeah, no, like they do with all the other ones. They sit there unnumbered, yeah, unstamped and wait until it either until the, you know, the one that's in the product has to get replaced or they, they slap that white box sticker on it and use it as a, you know, as a white box card.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, you nailed one thing uh, big time and that's that Panini needs to, to do something for the person who, you know, initially paid all this money for this card. And they also need to start addressing this stuff. Look, these companies get away with these issues and they never address them anymore. And recently, you know, this week, there's been a lot of talk on by some influencers and some other videos about, um, obviously, with the ESPN article on breaking and everything, yep. there's been a lot of talk on regulation and oversight and all this type of stuff in the industry. This is the, we we let these companies get away with the stuff too much. Now, do I think this is some terrible thing on Panini's, you know, part that they did maliciously? Blah blah. It makes them a bad company, of course not, but. You need to address the mistakes, you need to fix the mistakes as best you can, and you need to explain to people how they can make sure that this doesn't happen again. Now, mm-hmm. obviously, this was 2018, so it's a long time ago, and you, it's easy to say we've already made these improvements, but you know, I think we let these companies get away with, oh, they fucked up again. You know, well, we'll but here's the them. here's the other thing, I think this is going to be the telling fact on
1: how it plays out, um, okay. especially for the guy that that bought the 8.5. There is a friend of ours who I'm not going to name because I know yeah. he wants to keep it private. Who is in the middle of a lawsuit with Panini over a Panini honors card? Yes, the Brady, the Brady that he paid a six figure sum for because it was the honors one of one contenders auto. Yeah, we broke Brady.
0: that uh, lawsuit
1: on this show, right? Which- and that is still playing out. Mm-hmm. And that is a situation. It turned out the card had been trimmed. Yes. Even though Panini cracked it out of an eight, five BGS slab and look, they missed it. It happens. Yeah. It was graded a long time ago. It wasn't like a recent thing. They bought it back, cracked it out of the slab, put it in the one touch to put in the product. And it turned out to be trimmed. Now, depending on how that lawsuit plays out. And I'm going to have to get an update on that. Cause I, I have not asked this friend about this in a long time. I want to see how this plays out because that is going to set a precedent as far as Panini compensating somebody for their mistake. Yeah. And that, you know, that right there will either open the door for the guy who bought the eight five to go after Panini for a chunk of money, or it'll close the door on that person being able to go after Panini for that chunk of money. But this, this is not a situation because that, that lawsuit, it was cracked out of an 85 slab so it really wasn't panini's fault that it was trimmed right however this issue is 100% panini was 100% avoidable and
0: we shouldn't we shouldn't even be having this conversation because it no. never should have happened 100% i absolutely agree And uh, it's unfortunate that this did happen, especially with such, like I said, such an important card. One of the biggest cards out there for 2018 now uh, apparently has two. (laughs) Yeah,
1: it's a one of two. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. We'll keep tracking that one and, uh, you know, kind of go down that road. Uh, We'll get you some updates when, you know, when they become available on it. But uh, Drew, speaking of speaking of legal. Yes. So a couple of big things popped in the last week or so, and this does not involve Panini. No, no. It involves Tops and Fanatics. So Fanatics decided that they were going to revamp the dealer program (laughs) for stores, and they sent out a new dealer agreement and. You know, I I was able to get a copy of that from somebody and it's long and it's full of legal jargon and it's full of a lot of confusing things. And it's also full of weird things that contradict themselves in the same freaking paragraph. Like the one about how, you know, tops fanatics uh, reserve, you know, will tell you what prices to sell the products at Mm -hmm. and for the MSRP and then like you must stick to that and not sell below it. But then further down in that same paragraph, it says, well, you can set whatever price you want on it. Yeah. Based kind on market. It's like, it's like, okay, of. wait a minute. Yeah. Um, Something's yeah. Something doesn't seem right.
0: Chat yeah, GPT
1: got confused on that one. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that, that's one of those things, but the biggest, the biggest thing, the biggest issue that anybody ever had, and it's not, it's not the fact that the dealer agreement requires a dedicated tops section in the store, yeah, so like all the stores that usually separate by sport, yeah, you know, now have to set, you know, now if, if that's still going to be in there, have to separate by tops, you know, by the manufacturers, yeah. which you know, don't get me wrong, you can separate because tops to you know, it's baseball, you know, and then yeah. so, you know, some soccer and you know, things like that, so there's a way to do it, you yes. know. Topps isn't really doing football. They're not really doing basketball. Panini is not doing a lot of the other stuff. There's a way to do it. So that one's not as big. But the biggest one is that the initial version of the agreement did not allow stores to break product and sell spots in the break online. Yeah. They were restricted to selling spots in their breaks for people that walk in the door.
0: And that's it. Yep. and that's it. That's and it. no yep. eBay and sales. Happen. No more eBay. No nothing. Yeah.
1: No. Um. They're also they're also restricting selling to other dealers. Yep. Which I don't know how the big it maybe maybe the big distributors have a set have a separate agreement. Maybe the, you know blowout David right. Adams, uh, Steel City, Chicagoland. You know those guys. Maybe they have a completely separate agreement. But I got a note yesterday from Mm -hmm. the guy that sent me the copy of the agreement right and he said he was currently on a call with tops okay and they are making changes to the breaking section of the agreement and they are now after bat because of the backlash they're now going to allow stores to sell spots and breaks on their own platforms whether it's you know it could be facebook it could be their website, you know. Uh, well, see, when I, yeah.
0: when I, you, it's funny you mentioned that and they're going back on that because I think that the reason that they put that in there and they made this stuff so strict, which was absurd, by the way, if you've not read this contract, some of the caveats and little things in there are just hilarious to me. But I thought this was definitely a ploy to, okay, you can either choose to break this way or you can sign yep. up for our new breaking platform. You know, and then if you want to sell it online, then you can sell it through the fanatics breaking platform that they're going to have because. Well, but I didn't see any
1: I didn't see any language in there that allowed them to even use the fanatics breaking platform.
0: Well, I didn't either. And I think that's why that this was a way for them to probably say, okay, if you're a store, you can either host them in store or you can host them on here, and that's pretty much like an ultimatum for them without and, writing it.
1: Well, but they yeah, but they didn't put it in the in the writing. They just no. they restricted it. Period. And I know that look, there's a lot of the large breakers out there that are both a store and yeah. a monster. You know, and then like a huge break. You know, huge breaking company. Like Layton Layton's mm-hmm. got a store, and he yeah. you know, and is a huge breaker. Monster monster breaks. They have a huge store, and they're also a large breaker. Badger Breaks, same thing. Yeah. So how would it affect those guys? hmm And what I haven't seen was, do they have a separate agreement for breakers? Right. Uh, which I haven't seen.
0: I haven't, I haven't either. If they do, I've not seen it or heard a breaker talk about it at this moment.
1: No. And uh, I will say that I have not done my due diligence and reached out to some of the larger breakers that I know to ask. I will.
0: Yeah. But it's, yeah, yeah, no. I, well, I think I, it's it, all going to be, it's, yeah. it sounds like it's all going to be changing. It sounds like it, that what the terms that they put out this week, sounds like they're going to be putting some out next week that are going to be updated. And it's, going to be interesting to see what they update if you know if it's more than just being able to host your own breaks and how many restrictions are they going to put on that you know how how much control are they going to try and have over it when they pretty much just put out a terms of service where they controlled it almost to the t
1: well i think they're going to put out as much control as they you know they're going to try to control it as much as they think that they can right you know the whole you know the, the whole aspect of it is they're they are trying to control as much of the market as humanly possible. Yeah. And this was this was one of those things. Look, launch your own breaking platform. Cool. Got yeah. that. But at some point you have to let the market decide, you mm-hmm. know, kind of what's going on. If people want to, you know, use that platform, fine. If people want to continue, you know, working with the other breakers on all the other platforms and you know things like that, fine. Yeah. If you want to, you know, run promotions to, you know, promote your platform instead of others and try to draw people in and things like that. OK, cool. That's your product. You can do whatever you want. Yeah. If you want to sell spots and breaks for cheaper than the competition because you're dealing with the wholesale cost. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me rephrase that. The manufacturing cost, not right. even the wholesale cost. So in theory, the product is cheaper for you than it is for everybody else and you want to mm. take advantage of it. Okay, that's fine. You make the cards, you've got the contracts, but you still have to let the market decide what they want to do.
0: Yeah, definitely. and and you know they say that they want to they're gonna start these advertising campaigns <sighs> and bring more people than ever into the hobby and things like that. Well in order to do that and in order to be successful at that you have to let the market have some freedom you know what i mean you, yeah if, if you try and tight-knit control it so much then no matter how much advertising marketing promotion you do if it's not exactly what people like they're gonna walk away you're giving them one yep. option as opposed to hundreds and so the, exactly. the marketing is completely counterintuitive to what you're trying to produce it just makes no sense to me like,
1: no exactly now there is there's one part in there that does make sense and they have the if you violate you know, any the terms and conditions, they, they can't sue you. They can't come after you like that, Correct. but what they can do is pull your agreements Yep. and you don't have access to direct product anymore. Now in a lot of cases, I don't like that, but in some cases I do, because there's a look, it's, it, when it, it comes to breakers, there's a lot of shady guys out there. Oh yeah. That you pull. you know, some crap, you know, don't send a card. That's a big value card. Yep. Or, you know, you're, you know you obviously got caught on video swapping you know mm-hmm. something back and forth or whatever now there's a mechanism to pull yes. your product yes which is fine which is great because if we can eliminate look there's a lot of really really good solid breakers out there yeah guys that have been doing this for a long time even some of the newer guys are really good mm-hmm. but there's there's enough shady bastards out there that uh You know, give. It's nice something can finally
0: be done about it. Yeah, exactly.
1: So that's that's the the one thing that I like about this. Yeah, is that you know fanatics will now have the power to you know tell mm -hmm. the guys that are scamming people or you know swapping cards out, being really shady. That hey, sorry, you're not getting product from us anymore.
0: No, I I do like that, and you know, like I said, I, I have a feeling we'll see. You know, and updated terms and services here very soon. At least, from what it sounds like, uh, talking to you, it'll be interesting to see what those exactly are. But Tops definitely uh, putting out some interesting new terms that are that definitely got a lot of people angry when they yep. dropped them. We'll see how the update goes. But uh, speaking of breaking and uh, products that are going to be broken a lot soon, Scott, we've got a uh, big release that. We finally got the sell sheet and got the announcement for, and talk about disappointment. Tops Chrome, uh, yep. swinging a miss.
1: Yeah. So, big changes to Tops Chrome this year. So, in, pa- in the past, Tops Chrome has always been two autos in the hobby boxes, five autos in the jumbos.
0: Yep. Simple. Bowman
1: has always been one auto in the hobby box and three hmm. autos in the jumbos. And then, in the case of a super jumbo, obviously there's five. But they made the change to tops chrome. It's now going to be one auto in a hobby box and three autos in a jumbo <laughs> box. So, aside from the disappointment of probably spending the same amount of money on a box, if not more, you know, because yeah. depending on who's going to be in it, it's actually a decent rookie class this year. You are getting two less autos in a jumbo, one less auto in a hobby box. And not to mention, if there's a repeat of last year where certain cards forget to be, you know, put in the product and, you know, they have to make up for it with things like silver packs. and But forget about that because that hasn't happened yet. But this tells me a lot. Yeah. This tells me a lot. Yeah. And what this tells me is that they are significantly overprinting product.
0: Oh, yes. Because I don't
1: think the athletes are saying, oh, well, hey, we want to double our print runs. And so we need twice as many autographs out of you guys.
0: Right? Yeah, no. Uh,
1: Yeah, no, I can't see the guys agreeing to that. So instead, we're just going to cut down on the number of autographs that we put in the products. And And they're um, probably
0: going to put veterans in again this year, too. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Now, here's the thing. So I would have been okay with veteran autos being in the 2021 product. Because that was a that was a terrible rookie class.
0: Right. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, but 2022 was good enough. Right. Where you didn't really need it. Nope. Unless look, unless, of course, the veterans you were throwing in there are Trout, Jeter, you know,
0: yeah, which you was know. not the case.
1: No, not the case. <laughs> um, although I did hit a really nice orange Casey Mize auto. That's cool. No, there no, no, not even, not even remotely cool. Yeah, um, <laughs> but it's you know I'm saying that sarcastically. Yeah, but it's just look, it's just one of the things like guys, come
0: on. I know, it, it, especially with something that's a staple like Topps Chrome. Um, it you that's the one product, and and I kind of had hope when you saw Sapphire this year. They cut the print run you know and made it to where you were getting more autos and more color per boxes yep. and things like that. I was kind of getting the idea that maybe they figured out that yeah, we can mass produce the series 1, the series 2, maybe make inception a little bigger, maybe make some of these other products a little bigger, but some yep. of the staples, maybe they they were going to pull back a little bit on to kind of preserve that that legacy and that strength and the value of that product, but yep. absolutely not with with no a showing like this and I haven't even got to my favorite part of the set yet which I'm saving till the end but no um absolutely just ridiculous going down to one auto especially when the box price is going to be at least what it was last year if not uh, quite a bit more
1: yeah exactly now the good news is if you like last year's product the prices have come down yes quite a bit and there's still a ton yeah. of it sitting out there and a lot of hobby shops that sold silver packs left and things like that. So
0: now um, they and, did and, do, yeah. they are bringing back the MVP program too, which I think is cool. So it, it gives people keep your base cards, everybody, because whoever gets announced MVP, they're going to do the MVP buyback program again. And I do like one thing that they're doing this year with it. And they took five of the cards that were bought back from the hobby shops okay. and they had Judge and Goldschmidt sign them and they're putting those in this year's set that's it
1: hopefully hopefully it was the hopefully it was the five lower numbered color auto uh, i hope instead of instead of just five base cards because that would
0: suck that would but it's still pretty cool to see him do something with it i hope they do more than that because they said they were going to be doing some really cool things with those cards i still say hire tim carroll to uh Make an awesome piece out of them with those, (laughs) but you know, that's just me trying to get my man Tim some cool work. But they are bringing back the MVP program, but yeah, dropping the autographs. Man, you're they are they're already doing it with with Cosmic and Sonic and all these ridiculous offshoots. I was cool with Sapphire, but the dilution of the Chrome brand is it's saddening to me because my favorite thing since it's been invented since 1996 football, like tops Chrome has been my thing. I love it. And everybody
1: loves, th- everybody loves Chrome.
0: Yeah. And, and I just, I hate seeing the dilution of it, but there, there is one thing I do have to say before we move on from this mess right here that I cannot, well, I can wait to see a fucking taco fractor, bro. I know. What? I saw that. The I saw that. Taco this is not panini with emojis. No, or the toilet paper. What do they? What do they
1: call the toilet paper in the crisis prison yeah. or something like that? The taco fractor. Oh my right. god! I, I don't know what to think about that.
0: Me neither. Um, me, me neither. Now, maybe it's that, wait, the wait, only thing wait. is, is it not listed on the regular parallels list. There's all the parallels, and then they say there is also a new taco fractor number to five. So maybe no information, me- no photo, nothing. No
1: information. No, 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 I get that. But maybe it's a card that folds in half.
0: Not maybe, a traditional book, not a traditional book card. Yeah.
1: But maybe it folds in half. And in between, you know, in the middle of the card is a Chrome Mini. Hey.
0: Now now see that would be cool. I, I would still say, don't you ever name it Taco Fractor again, but that's pretty cool. <laughs> Where? I mean, I, I, look, how with, am I supposed uh, to take you seriously?
1: With everything, look, with everything the way it is in society and, you know, cancel culture being what it is and everything's racist these days. Yeah. Uh, how has there not been backlash on this? I know. But like I said, I would be cool. Look, if it's folded in half and there was a mini, you yeah. know, of, the, of that card or whatever in the middle, that would be cool.
0: I would actually like to see that on Chrome stock. Guys, I know you people from product development are listening. Let's get in on that if that's not what this Taco Fractor is. Because well, we it's interesting know. that it's not listed with the base parallels. So yeah. we don't know if it's an insert that's out of five or just, a you know, is it a regular parallel? We have no clue what it is yet, but they're teasing everybody with the Taco Fractor. Yeah,
1: and we know that they can make Chrome minis because they do it with yeah. Alan Ginter Chrome. So, that you know, they have the printing press set up to make Chrome
0: minis. Yeah.
1: Let's see it happen. I, I think that would be a really cool idea. The card just folds in half as a mini inside and then just call it the Taco Fractor.
0: There you go. Well, yep. So, guys, tops Chrome, if you haven't seen, they dropped the autos. Uh, they've got a couple of new inserts, couple of new cool little autograph sets. And then, of course, the question of the Taco Fractor. And I'm just curious, Scott. And I have a feeling that these taco fractures are probably going to cost a pretty penny.
1: Well, especially if they're numbered to five. Yeah. And let's be honest. Who doesn't like tacos? Right. And speaking of tacos, you know what, Drew? I'm hungry. I am too. Let's take a break. I'm going to go grab a taco. We'll be right back.
0: That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. And welcome back, everybody, to episode 190. The tacos are in our belly. We're all full while well, it's still empty. But hey, there you go. But we got tacos, so that's good. <laughs> yes, but we got tacos, so everything is good. And apparently, Taco Fractors soon. But uh, guys, we're going to move on now to a big... Well, it could be a big story, but it's a developing story. It dropped about about 12 hours before we recorded uh, today, Thursday. I got to give uh, credit to Jeff Wilson and um, the guys over at Sports Card Investor and Blowout Forums who initially, you know, the blowout detectives, they do their thing. Well, they were scounging the Internet yes, uh, the other day and found something quite interesting that could have massive, massive hobby implications, Scott, and that is that LeBron James could possibly be leaving – Upper deck as an exclusive athlete on their website. Upper deck has a list of their exclusive athletes. It always went Michael Jordan, LeBron James, and then the rest of the guys. Yes, yeah, Tiger Woods, Wayne Gretzky, yes, all that, Patrick yeah. Waugh, things like that. Yeah, LeBron is gone from the exclusives area, but is still listed as an upper deck athlete, which obviously has led to tons of speculation as to. Is his exclusive going? Did he find a way out of this lifetime exclusive that he signed with upper deck? Uh, that would be huge. Huge.
1: And if that is the case, you know, we know that, you know, Brawny is signing the topps Chrome uh, McDonald's, McDonald's All-American stuff. Yep. But if LeBron is no longer exclusive to upper deck, does he but he's still an upper deck athlete mm-hmm. which means that it's now a non-exclusive agreement and that yeah. also means that he's not going to be signing an exclusive agreement with anybody else right but that also opens the door for him signing an agreement with somebody else so mm-hmm. if this is indeed the case and and not a, you know not just some error that somebody pulled him off the exclusive right. list on the website is it possible that we see lebron autos for the next year or two in panini products yeah and following that with the acquisition of the nba license by fanatics do we see him in tops products
0: well that that certainly sounds like a uh and you know something that gives me or at least leads me to think that this does hold some weight is we're right at that time where we're pushing to the National. We're under 30 days away till the National where we know some of the biggest newsworthy events in the hobby are always announced. What bigger thing for Fanatics, Panini, anyone to be able to announce than to say LeBron James autographs are coming? I mean, that that would literally take over the national in terms of buzz for multiple days, if not the entire week. Oh,
1: absolutely. And you and know what, dude? But here's the thing. We have an even bigger announcement regarding the national than that. We do. We're going to share with you at the end of the show. Yes, we do. So, yeah, keep an eye on that. But back to LeBron. Yeah. Um, this has major hobby ramifications. If he does Huge. wind up si- being able to sign a-, a contract with either Panini or Fanatics. Mm hmm. And I I think Fanatics is the most likely one because they also have a massive uh, memorabilia, you know, operation and things like that. Not only that, and this is
0: very key for people to know, this went very, very under the radar as it was just a normal signing. But Clutch Management, which manages Brawny and it's LeBron James company, one of their higher up employees a few months ago left Clutch for fanatics and is now working in athlete relations. So there is a clutch a literal clutch and fanatics connection already in place. That's already there.
1: Yeah, I'm curious as to how this is going to play out. But I think I think if it is under the radar now, I think that they're they are holding the announcement until the national.
0: Yes. I, and I, if this I was agree a simple website screw up or something like that, I, yeah. I would have thought with over 12 hours since, you know, Sports Card Investor and some other major influencers have started posting about this, that they would have fixed it. It's literally a simple go on to the web design page and click the tile and click the picture. And then he's right back there. It's not like they deleted massive amounts of pages. It's literally a list of photos that scroll in a, in a slideshow. All you yeah. have to do is add the picture back to the slideshow. And the fact that it hasn't been done, but yet he still remains on the athlete area, but no change has been made since all this buzz came out. Maybe they're just liking the uh, website impressions. Who knows? (laughs) Yeah. But um, the fact that they haven't fixed it, also really leads me to believe that we might be getting a big announcement at the National. We might see Bronny LeBron James dual autos. We might, you know, that the possibilities are endless. Right. Now, here's the, here's the other question.
1: So, if it's, the, if it's true that LeBron is no longer an exclusive athlete with the upper deck yeah. and speculating that Fanatics is going to make a major announcement about them signing him coming up at the National, And then obviously, you know, having at their booth, a whole bunch of LeBron James autograph stuff to sell. Right. You know, basketballs and jerseys and all that kind of stuff. Does Upper Deck come out with their own announcement stating that he is no longer and he is still an Upper Deck athlete, but no longer exclusive to Upper Deck just to force fanatics into making an announcement ahead of
0: time? Hey, that's that would be uh, that would be slick. Then that'd be something that I would do. I mean, if it's me, if if I'm upper deck and I know that that they're going to try and um, capture attention at the national or feel that they are because they haven't announced it or anything like that. I absolutely would, especially if I'm upper deck and I have announcements of my own that I want people to be paying attention to at the national.
1: Yeah. Force that announcement to happen sooner. Right. You know, like next week or something like yep. that. And that way the buzz on it, you know, has died down a bit mm-hmm. at the national and it frees up other companies to make a bigger announcement where now all of a sudden that's the one that's getting talked about for.
0: Yeah. You know, no, hey, and it's a nice little jab at them for obviously stealing LeBron away. There's no way they didn't want him to be an exclusive forever. I mean, that's why they sign him to these deals. But. One of the biggest things about this man is if he does leave as an exclusive athlete, it changes the entire LeBron hobby landscape because all buyers, especially of high-end LeBron stuff, and especially the autographs, have known that, okay, well, after he retires, they can't even make cards of him in his pro uniform anymore. You know, it's like it like and they're done. And so there was this finite area where they knew where they assumed that, okay, well, once they're done, so are all of his license cards and all that stuff. Well, that won't be the case anymore. And it, it would change the entire market. And I would be curious to see, which we won't know for a long time if this happens to be true the effect it has on some of his early stuff that goes for insane amounts of money, because I tell people all the time outside of, you know, the cards that it is, they doesn't have a ton of stuff. There's a a lot of reasons as rookies and early year stuff command so much value was also because there was that finite time period where it was going to end and it it was going to be gone. But now that door might be wide open forever.
1: Well, but it also throws another piece to the puzzle too. If he is not exclusive with upper deck any longer, that yep. opens the door for him to be able to sign things like his tops Chrome rookie card. Yes. And, you know, for people getting an IP auto
0: yep. as an upper
1: deck exclusive, he cannot, he'd be able to sign an upper deck card, uh, you know, in person, uh, but not tops or um, trying to think who else was out there. Uh, Panini, you know, who was mm-hmm. out there making, making cards back then. But, now if he's not exclusive he can so the question is does somebody you know approach him and say hey we'd like to have you do a signing and here's you know 50 top chrome rookie cards right and now all of a sudden they get signed they get sent off to get certed and slabbed and things like that and yeah. they are now all of a sudden they're worth a significantly larger right. amount of money Because they're the only ones that are on the market, because he was never able to sign him in the, you know, in the past. Yep. So does that happen?
0: I know. No, I mean, this, this is much more than just Willie have some autographs in a Fanatics product or something like that. This really does change a lot because those upper deck exclusive lifetime deals that they put together really are very specific on, like you said, in-person signings, everything. Yep. And if that's taken off the table, man, what what could happen? Who knows? But it's it is going to be quite interesting. And watching his market is going to be quite interesting. I still think he's someone that's smart enough to control it a little more than some people would. But, you know, they also don't sign those just random people to lifetime exclusives. Exactly. Yeah. But uh, speaking of exclusives. Uh, wrap up the show, switch over brands here. We jump over to Panini. We've got a a couple of questions going on and a couple of issues and they keep contradicting each other. And obviously select has a little bit to do with this, but uh, dude, what is going on with the top quarterbacks in this year's class?
1: You know, a week ago or two weeks ago, we would have thought we would have known the answer, (laughs) but with all that's transpired in the last you know, week and a half or so. The only answer that we can give at this point is I don't know.
0: Right.
1: (laughs) Right. I don't know. Everything looked like it was going to be those, you know, those top quarterbacks were fanatic. They're going to end up being fanatics exclusives. Mm -hmm. They showed up at the Panini's rookie premiere, but only posed for photographs. Yep. Uh, You know, for the cards, they didn't sign anything.
0: Exactly.
1: And then all of a sudden, Panini pops up on their website, you know, a limited availability of autographed
0: cards. Af- no, yeah, they, so Panini Instant has those up, but that's after announcing the select XRC autos, which conveniently left all of them out. Yep. The autographs were Anthony Richardson, Bijan Robinson, Jamar Gibbs, Jackson Smith, Nubiajba, and Quentin Johnson. That's it. So they left those quarterbacks out of the XRC autographs, yep. which people were chasing, ton- putting in tons of money for. Then they throw Panini instant autos up of these guys, a very limited amount. I think the base was 348 and then a couple of small parallels of Bryce Young's uh, CJ Stroud will leave us. But it makes no sense so are these left are these going to be stickers and they were left over from the draft stuff that maybe they were able to sneak in before exclusives were signed because obviously the select ones they're not getting signed but what i mean they're contradicting themselves and it's it's having a major effect on their market yeah but hobby. i think
1: but here's the thing with the with those exclusive agreements i was always under the impression that autographs that were you know and stuff like again cards that were signed and produced prior right. to the exclusive even though the they hadn't been released yet yes we're okay
0: they they are yes but in are. this
1: case the cards were produced after
0: yeah panini instant i mean right. the, those are literally go about to be produced
1: right the cards themselves have not been produced yet even though they you know they're probably sticker autos and, and the stickers were most likely signed uh yeah. prior to that. So this is an interesting an interesting one because even though the sticker was signed
0: the cards weren't made. The
1: cards were not made. Yeah. nor announced or you know anything like that. So if they did sign an exclusive with Fanatics like we You know, like everybody speculated, just given the fact that they didn't sign anything in the rookie premiere,
0: they didn't sign anything. They didn't mention any of their names on draft night, social media and tops had autographs of those three quarterbacks up the next day. And Panini did not. So, Well,
1: but here's the but here's the thing that maybe that leads me to believe that, you know, if there are sticker autos for these, they weren't if they didn't get mentioned in the draft night media that. They didn't sign him at the draft either. Right now, which which would have meant that they, you know, would have had to approach him to sign him prior to the draft, which, look, you know, these guys are going to get drafted and things like that. And that's, you know, it's one thing. But the cards haven't been produced yet. Exactly. And that's the thing that that kind of perplexes me. Yeah. Like I said, if they had produced the cards prior to the exclusive agreement getting signed, Mm -hmm. then they can still be released. Yeah. But that's not the case here.
0: Nope. And maybe that's maybe that has something to do with and I, I don't know the wording of these a- agreements, but maybe it is actually boxed out cards. And that's why the XRCs are unable to have them. But Panini Instant and a, a non-boxed out platform, they're able to skirt some of these rules to get rid of inventory that they had. I mean, it. it I, I don't know. It, it doesn't make sense because... You had to know that announcing this select XRC auto checklist was going to be the biggest kick in the gut. Cards that were selling for literally eight to nine hundred dollars are now selling for like hundred and fifty. It, it, it was that it's that big of a drop off, if not more, on some of these. So you had to know that was going to be a massive disappointment. Yet you put out the Panini Instant stuff. Maybe you're putting out the Panini Instant because. That's the only way you can skirt the you know the legalese in these contracts. I, I yeah, don't know. But
1: don't you think don't you think that fanatics would still go after Panini for you doing this? Think. Look, you've got to you've gotta assume that you know, because again, Panini's going after fanatics right now for stealing the employees. The last thing Panini needs right now is fanatics going after them for right. anything. Yeah. So you would assume that the people at Panini would be smart enough to say, Hey, we, we want to do this, but maybe we should run it by the lawyers first. Right. And who knows? Maybe they did. Maybe they didn't. Uh, You know, I mean, who knows what, uh, I mean, fanatics can really go after them for the dollar amount of the sales. Yeah. And that, you know, and that's pretty much it. So maybe they're anticipating fanatics to say, yeah, you can't release those because we have an exclusive agreement with these guys. The cards were produced after the agreement was signed. Right. And You have to give us, you know, we're going to sue you for the proceeds of the cards. Mm -hmm. And the reality is that's a drop in the bucket for Panini. But now all of a sudden, you know, now all of a sudden the the cards are out there, though. Right. They've been paid. They've been shipped. Well, they can also, Fanatics could, in theory, file for an injunction to stop them from shipping the cards. Yeah. Or even producing the cards. And if that were the case, they'd have to refund everybody. Um, but they'd have
0: to announce the exclusives first. I mean, my god. Like this is what's driving me crazy is it's holding up the whole hobby. Like no one like it's it's causing certain people like these well, guys Well, there's nothing to people.
1: say. There's nothing to say that, you know, if they are, if they do have an exclusive agreement with Fanatics, there's nothing to say that Fanatics needs to put out an announcement saying that, hey, these are our new exclusive athletes. Welcome them to the family. They don't have
0: to do that. No, I I feel that's another national type announcement. I feel like that's that's a national type thing because it garners attention.
1: Yeah, but it's one of those. But it happens so far in advance of the national that I don't see it. I don't see it garnering that kind of, you know, that type of reaction. It all depends
0: on the presence they're going to have there. You know, I mean, we don't know and how big they want of a splash and how many big announcements are they going to make. Is what is what it's going to come down to? How they want the show to go? Do they want to focus around one major announcement or do they want to focus around a lot? Because I mean, let's face it, they've got a lot of things going on heading into the national. A lot of yeah. changes. This is an interesting national. Because it, it's a very transitional one. This is a transitional point in the hobby.
1: No, that's true. Um, but I can not I, I can only see him making an announcement like that in relation to the National if those guys were going to be signing at the National. But they're not going to yeah, be signing not. at the National because training camp is going to be going on. Yeah. So that's not going to happen. Right. And given the, that the speculation is already out there and has been talked about for well over a month now that these guys are exclusive to yeah. Fanatics... By the time you get to the national, if all of a sudden they announce, oh, well, you know, hey, Stroud and Levis and all these guys, they're they're you were announcing that they're exclusive fanatics athletes. Well, okay, great. We knew that months ago. Right. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. the reaction that it's gonna get.
0: Yes. No, I, I agree with you there. I do. But it 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 is interesting because it's I've never seen a football hobby. Or a hobby time period where the biggest names in the hobby, are, there's so much question over them, and what what products are we going to see? And you know, it, when you look at price points on boxes, things like that, those select boxes were very, very high because of those XRCs. When those XRC price uh, XRCs were announced, go look at the prices of select; it's dropped significantly. So, no, that where, is true.
1: Now, there's nothing stopping Pinini from doing the non-auto XRCs for those guys no
0: well no they've Um, got those they're in the non-auto they've already exactly on that
1: yeah but it's the autograph you know pieces so i mean there's still guys chasing the low numbered you know non-auto xrcs of these guys big time and that that's keeping the product high but hey i will say at least they did one thing right with select football this year what's that no more retail blue
0: Yes, that's actually a parallel as opposed to the base.
1: I know. when I was I was all excited and I talked about it when we talked about um, select ah. Premier League and La Liga and FIFA is that the retail cards were the same cards yeah. that you found in the hobby boxes, which is awesome. So guys that build the sets, you know, aren't out there like oh well i have to get hobby or i'm only doing mm-hmm. the blue retail variation of it no they're back to the way that it used to be yeah where it's not a different you know the base retail is not a different color yeah. from the base hobby
0: And I do like also, you know, that they yes, they added in the fifth tier, which I hate, but they kept field level out of retail, making it hobby only. And I like that as well, bringing the field levels back to more of a a super short print type of feel. Yep. As opposed to blasters as well. So they did a couple of things right. But (laughs) the release of the XRC autograph checklist and then the Panini Instant announcement were within about 48 hours of each other. And just caused more confusion than ever over. Are these guys going to be signing this year? Are we getting national treasures, RPAs? Are we getting optic on card rated rookie autos? Or are we going to be getting some fanatic stuff? Who knows? Well, we'll
1: find out as the, you know, as the year goes on and products come out and yeah, you know, it's got to find out soon. I mean, I know
0: you're going to be dropping soon. So I
1: know. All right. Speaking of dropping. Yes. So, That's all we got from a topic standpoint today. However, we've got something I teased a little bit earlier. Yeah. And as we have a massive announcement in relation to the national
0: that we do, Mr. Rappaport guys, make sure you are following our Instagram and Facebook. Let me get that podograph LGTP podcast on any of the platforms as we are going to be giving away two sets of two tickets To the Nationals. So four tickets total. Two sets of two. There will be two different giveaways. One is up right now. And goes through July 4th. The next one will start on the 4th. And go for a couple of days as well. And then we'll announce those winners. All the information you'll be able to find. On the social media. On how you can win those. These are going to be in groups of two. They are going to be day passes. So you can win two tickets to the national and you have two opportunities to do it
1: i like it and in addition to that uh i think we got ray coming up next week don't we
0: yes uh ray from uh ray schulte from collectible media and one of the men responsible for making the national what it is without ray the national would be complete and total chaos mr ray schulte will be joining the show here either uh next week tentatively scheduled either next week or the week after but he will be joining us here very soon to talk all things national but thank you to uh the national and collectible media of course for giving us these awesome tickets to give away to you guys so if you'd like to check out the national you've got your chances make sure to check the socials and get your entries in we will be announcing those giveaways uh on the proper day but you got two different chances to win two tickets to the national. I like it. I need. All my right, technology. guys. That is going to wrap up episode 190. Before we go, I do want to thank our awesome sponsors: Game Time Cards, Zion Cases, Show Your Slap, Slap Strong, Denver Card Shows, uh, Stand Up Displays, and of course Treasure Hunter Sports Cards, and of course Wax pack Nation. Guys, we've got a lot of cool stuff on our road to the National. As I said, we've got the giveaways up now. Hobby Hotline every single Saturday. I'll be on this Saturday the 1st. And we may have a uh, surprise show coming up here uh, in a couple of days. So be on the lookout as uh, me and Scott got a couple of reasons to celebrate. We might celebrate with you. But another great show as always, my friend.
1: Of course. Got a couple more before uh, you get your butt up to Chicago uh, for a week and that have a little bit of fun absolutely you know, for a couple no. of days
0: can't wait for that one but until next week guys you know the deal keep ripping those packs pulling those hits and we'll talk to you then peace